Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head-to-head. To celebrate Inauguration Week, we are making a tier list of presidents from movie and television history. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Last week, we just got a new president sworn into office. I don't know how it went down. We're recording this a week in advance, so... Uh, so let us know if that didn't happen. Yeah, a smooth transition of power is exactly what happened. Um, no more rioting at the Capitol buildings or, or the White House or anything like that. Wonder Woman and Cheetah were not at the Capitol building. As far as we know, Josh. TV and movie presidents. Uh, fictional portrayals of presidents maybe some of them would have been able to handle 2020 differently maybe some of them wouldn't have through this tier list we are going to determine the best and the worst tv and movie presidents from pop culture so uh yeah we're gonna do this in the same format as the Rankin bass one uh we all wrote up a couple summaries for these presidents and then we're all gonna decide where they belong on our tier list uh josh you want to go first i'll start with chris rock may's uh jillian or gillian did not care enough to look up how to pronounce it, is from the 2003 film Head of State, starring Chris Chris Rock, almost said Chris Brown. Oh, jeez. Is the directorial debut of Chris Rock also. And the first thing he does is make himself the president. A king move, if you ask me. <laughs> a wild fact about this film, too, is that it was distributed by DreamWorks. So, in my mind, this is canon to Shrek. Now, Josh, does this film take place before or after Shrek in the timeline? I would say during. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well, what what does he do as president, Josh? Good question. I've never seen this movie. Could it be said that he is the head of state? Yeah, I'm pretty sure most of the movie... I've only caught a, about half of it on cable once. So, I'm pretty sure most of the movie is about him running for president and then uh he finally gets sworn in at the end if i'm not mistaken he uh he's the head of the democratic party to run for president after the party's presidential and vice presidential nominees are killed in a plane crash i would say this sounds at least meh maybe even electable i'm kind of leaning towards a lay off the weed tier as well though because like say the person that you are campaigning for the person that you want to get elected dies and so does their vice and now some rando <laughs> is stealing their campaign yeah pretty much yeah but he's chris rock <laughs> you know like i mean to be fair yeah if someone i supported did die and chris rock took their place i'd still vote for them he is very charismatic he is starring in the newest saw movie yeah, he, he is. This is the main character from Spiral. Is he also directing Spiral? No, I don't think so. That would be cool if he was, though. I personally want to campaign for meh right now. Because, like, if you think about it, you know, he's taking over two people that didn't make it. And then he's just like, oh, well, he's not a good president, but he's Chris Rock. Like, it, it, that sounds like a meh. Like, I probably wouldn't, like, cast the vote unless it was, like, you know... He was up against someone who was unelectable. Gotcha. All right. I I, I agree with Meh. All right. Meh for now. Oh, also, uh, Darren Lynn Bousman is directing <laughs> Spiral, who directed Saw 2, 3, and 4. Oh, damn. Those are the three good ones. Who wants to go next? Alden? Sure. Then became the 46th president. He was serving as vice. The president resigned. He took position, then got reelected. Then he resigned. And then his wife who was his vice and also divorcing him was then moved up the president. <clears throat> Sounds about right. Was there uh was there any reason in particular that it was his wife that became president afterwards? She was the vice. No, uh, no production issues, no like scheduling conflicts. Nah, not at all. Okay. No, nothing out of the ordinary. Um, how many of us have actually watched uh, House of Cards? I haven't watched it far enough for him to be president. Yeah, I watched the first three seasons. I watched like the first episode and I was very struck by the introduction to the character being him choking out a dog in the street. <laughs> yeah, I actually really like his character in the first two seasons. He's definitely very cold and calculated, but like also like really charming especially when directly addressing the audience through like those fourth wall breaks but then whenever he's giving a speech towards like the general public of that universe it's like holy shit like you understand why this guy is able to be 
the face of the Democratic Party in this world. But then he's like a horrible person in everything else that we see him do. You can kind of tell watching the show why Kevin Spacey thought he could literally get away with murder in real life. <laughs> he's very delusional. <laughs> and I think uh, he plays this character so well, even though he's literally a sociopath. So you think that it's a case of like Kevin Spacey's actual character? <laughs> getting involved in him playing this character yeah i mean think about it the last three christmas eves he's been pretty much playing this character on youtube i know what you're thinking i would honestly say that this is the definition of a lay off the weed president and here is why it's like a caricature almost of real presidents and where it's like oh they're probably like horrible people behind the scenes but they they come off so charming or whatever and that would have worked really well if house of cards was a 90s show but we're now in the 21st century and we see like a layer back on a lot of major like politicians. And for that, I think that this show and this president are both lay off the weed. Yeah, it's very interesting because I do feel like in the last um, even just like this decade, the perception of politicians has kind of shifted from like what would be a lay off the weed tier, which is like the real life ones that would be more fit for like a comedy about this <laughs> compared to like. A house of cards where they're all they all are hiding this like sinister like other side to them like the scenes where he's like making out with the head of his like social or not social security secret service and it's like bro this is like really gay like this is like a caricaturization of a normal presidency or a normal politician it's like it's like someone just smoked a lot of pot and then wrote a story about a president <laughs> put their tinfoil hat on yeah right that's interesting i'm down for that i kind of want to say like not electable but like could steal a presidency yeah <laughs> yeah which is what happened in the show like i don't think i would vote for frank underwood but i could see it i could see a majority of our country voting for frank underwood though that's what scares me i think we did see a majority of our country vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh i'm gonna go next up first we've got uh dave kovic uh played by kevin klein in the movie dave an everyday car salesman and president bill mitchell impersonator named dave takes over the role of president while the real president is in a coma caused by a heart attack after sleeping with a White House staffer. This everyman-turned-president takes the new job with a lot of excitement, more excitement than any of the security detail or cabinet members want from him, but begins an increase in President Bill Mitchell's popularity. Dave ends up falling in love with the First Lady, Ellen Mitchell, played by Sigourney Weaver, who has an estranged marriage with President Mitchell, despite their public appearances. Bill Mitchell then wakes up from his coma, only to die five months later, and all the conspirators who put this implant in his place get fired and then the vice president takes over for bill mitchell dave decides that after this crazy run as being being the president for a few months that he should run for local office you know he high key finesses the first lady he literally looks just like the president and then starts running for local office with the first lady as his wife some king moves if you ask me see this sounds like uh steal the presidency type thing that i was just talking about with frank underwood but i mean if this guy is impersonating the actual president that well you know would i vote for him probably i would go beyond actually voting for this guy and would actually actively campaign for him i was thinking the same thing um i think it's hilarious that like this is like a comedian who is like a car salesman down on his luck is so good at impersonating the president he's able to trick the entire country that he is the president for a few months while this president is in a coma and then finesses the president's wife and learns a lot about politics like if the dude was like actually horrible at the job of president then i'd be like okay this is like meh maybe unelectable because it's just some normal guy in this movie essentially switches the entire congress to start voting for his like very normal like mundane things like just because he's being like an honest person he's not corrupt he's not taking any bribes he pretty much tells off someone who he was collect like a lobbyist he was collecting a lot of bribes from when it was like the actual president this guy's like who we need to run our country i'm campaigning for this man it's kevin klein for crying out loud you know what your campaign sold me and i am now also campaigning yeah i need a button <laughs> <laughs> all right jory who's your first president we'll go with uh tom beck from deep impact because i see he's close there on the list um probably the most realistic depiction of a president on my list tom beck is interested in keeping the public as calm 
as calm as possible in the face of oncoming disaster. But also, like a true career politician, Tom always presents himself with poison and grace and wields his power expertly, almost to like a nearly frightening degree. Like he's got this uh, scene specifically where he's talking to the main character. What's her name? It's like Jamie or something. He's asking her uh, to delay leaking the story about the uh, meteor that's about to smash into Earth. And he's like, mm, two weeks won't work for you, but two days should work for us. And he's like, he's putting it in a way where it's like, yeah, I'm working with you, but you low key know it's like, I can make you disappear. <laughs> yeah. I did not see this movie. So I hope that the deep impact is referring to the sexual energy between Beck and Jenny. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but I like that summary. <laughs> yeah. But like the speeches that Morgan Freeman gives as this president like when i said that he was the most realistic depiction of a president on my list i mean it like i can seriously see like what i would like an actual president to be and what i always thought an actual president was like being exactly like this like both behind the scenes and when he's addressing the nation i think that he is absolutely electable i want to agree with you just because i feel like the way he's presented is very much like an actual president in terms of how he handles this crisis and how he's like how, like what you're saying how he talks to his staffers versus how he talks to the public that alone is all you need for like a dumb disaster action movie and like it brings another like layer i don't know if i would vote for him but i definitely think people should yeah i don't think i would campaign for him but i would be okay if this guy was my president <laughs> all right josh who's your next uh president all right i have uh, james sawyer is played by jamie fox and white house down a movie that i thought was olympus has fallen but these are two completely different movies i thought they were in the same universe now aaron eckhart's the president in olympus has fallen and in this movie the president takes uh it's more of an action movie type president he uh hangs out with channing tatum before both of them got to be in Tarantino movies. Interesting. Interesting. Do you think Tarantino liked White House Down more than Olympus Has Fallen? Yeah, I think he did. I think he thinks Olympus Has Fallen is a little too pretentious because it's a book adaptation, whereas White House Down is just like a dumb action movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on that alone, um, this is a this is a president that um, he took matters into his own hands, and I do respect that. That's true. Does he kill anybody in this movie? Yeah. I think he has like a six-person kill count in this film. Damn. I don't know anything about his policy, but I might actively campaign for this guy if he had it in him to murder six men. I am kind of leaning more towards meh, personally. Damn. Because we see so little of him uh, as a president, it's very much like opening scene is the White House being attacked, so he, he very quickly goes into action hero mode. The only reason I'd be willing to bump him up is because he's got that like ex-military special forces experience and somehow still made it to president which is kind of clutch. That's base. Yeah, I feel like he's like the old school, like you want your head of state to be uh, someone with that like military experience, that background. But at the same time, I feel like he's not actively starting new wars in the Middle East. So maybe he is electable after all. Hey, he is also the chief uh, commander. Yeah, that's what the president is, the commander in chief. The commander in chief. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is also the POTUS. <laughs> yeah, he is POTUS. Are we thinking electable for this guy? I'm not going to campaign for this guy, but the more I think about it, the more I'm thinking he is actually electable. I think electable is fine, yeah. I would say at least the bottom of electable. Yeah, he, he's there for now. Alden, back to you, my friend. Oh, boy. Tell us about Merkin Muffley, the guy from Dr. Strangelove that you love so much. Yeah, Alden, what did you think of Dr. Strangelove? Uh, so Merkin Muffley, he's based on a UN ambassador. So that's fun. Uh, Adlai Stevenson, uh, his name, right? Merkin is a pubic wig. I didn't know that existed. <laughs> <laughs> and Muff is slang for vagina. Yeah. <laughs> his name is literally like Harry Pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's adamantly against setting off the doomsday machine. And is seen as the voice of reason amongst his advisors. Despite being a very timid man, he is not afraid to stand his ground. Alden, of all the fictional characters we've ever talked about on the show, personally, Merkin Muffley reminds me the most of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I think. You're at this table of screaming generals telling him to launch nukes, and he's just like, no, I, I don't think I will. Okay, yeah, that does sound like me. <laughs> I respect that about you. I think... 
personally, I would actively campaign for him solely because he doesn't want to use the nukes. Yeah, especially in the Cold War, it sounds like the president that we needed and we didn't have ever. Yeah. He ends up failing at that one thing that he says he'll never do. And for that, I think his lack of spine really puts him in maybe meh maybe even unlectable. He's based off of a UN ambassador. This dude's too squirrely to ever actually become a president. Yeah, I'm also thinking unelectable just because like, I don't know. I feel like the whole thing with him like not wanting to launch the nukes is also just him also being a hairy pussy. <laughs> like he ended up being right, but like... I guess it should be duly noted that he is one of three performances by Peter Sellers in this movie. Uh, and I think the most believable, this is like the straight man because like Dr. Strangelove is very much like outland and then the other guy is like a caricature of an action hero. So this is like the normal <laughs> performance. Josh, what's your take here? Uh, I'm I'm thinking unelectable. It's just he's but also kind of electable because like he is also that politician where he's like, like, eh. it's like this to me sounds like a perfect math for now. I think we can put him at the bottom of math works because like in theory, he's fine. But like, I wouldn't personally see him getting a lot of votes. Like, I just don't think it exists. I agree with that, especially Cold War era. My next president is Richard Nixon's head, the former 37th president of the United States, who will someday become the 30th president of Earth, according to Futurama's portrayal of the year 3000. He reflects quite often on his past run as president of the United States, while also ruling Earth with an iron fist. He always remains ahead in the polls and wins his second term by losing to a time traveler who paradoxically disappears as he is assassinated by another time traveler. He also notes that the moon landing was indeed faked, but wasn't staged in Hollywood, but rather on Venus. Uh, he appears both on the $1,000 bill and the $300 bill. He also keeps the head of his dead dog checkers in his office and is a big fan of ultimate robot fighting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the way that Richard Nixon's head is portrayed in Futurama is very much like antagonizing, but also truly neutral chaotic force like he he's portrayed as a villain but like he's never actually doing things to stop the heroes and in fact oftentimes will like fund their projects and things so he's just like he's this weird wishy-washy type but because he's richard nixon and you know his past is where like a lot of the humor lies at the time one of the scummiest presidents that is like in modern history committed treason uh, a couple times but at the end of the day is still collecting votes and for that, I would personally say I would actively campaign for the head of Richard Nixon. Damn. <laughs> I'm thinking, in all honesty, he's probably unelectable. I don't understand how he would have gotten elected in the first place. If it was just the head of Richard Nixon, I could see unelectable. But it's the head of Richard Nixon and the body of Vice President Agnew. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Whenever he is walking around, he's on the body of Spiro Agnew. Yeah, so in that case, I feel like I have to actively campaign for him. Which of the other ex-presidents have a body? I was going to say lay off the weed. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah, that's where I felt also. <laughs> that makes the most sense. I was just trying to get the campaign. That would be so wild to have him at the top. <laughs> uh, Jory, to you. All right. Okay. Who's next up for me? All right, let's talk about uh, Thomas Wilson from 2012. Thomas Wilson holds a G8 meeting in 2010 after reading a report that says a cataclysmic event will end all life on Earth in 2012. Apparently, he doesn't say anything that cool because he dies in said cataclysmic event after seemingly just sanctioning a military takeover of Yellowstone and not saying anything about the Ark to save the most wealthy people on the planet. He's played by Danny Glover, though, so that's cool. I'm going to say it. This is the first one that would be in the world, would destroy our country slash world. Yeah, it, it did in the movie. <laughs> he does. Yep. Um, he's such a terrible president that he buys into conspiracy theories that the world is going to end in 2012. But not only in doing so, does he simultaneously destroy the world. He takes a military action over Yellowstone, even though the place that is saved in 2012 is Africa. That's where everyone needed to go because the original continent was the only one that wasn't destroyed yeah what an idiot like he calls the meeting and everything and still like 
doesn't help. <laughs> Josh, who's your third president? All right, let's see. <laughs> oh yeah, it's Rathcock. <laughs> Rathcock is played by the very controversial Charlie Sheen. Imagine going into the voting booth and putting a check mark next to cock, or have signs that says cock 2020. Well, his last name's Rathcock, but yeah, you're right, cock 2020. Josh, I know that we're a little too young for this, but the whole world did, well, not the whole world, but a lot of people did vote for Bush. <laughs> <laughs> Pussy. This is a whole big meme, and I, it's gotta, I think it's gotta be in Lay Off the Weed. Yeah. That picture alone that we have in the tier. It's like those uh, paintings that that one guy does of, like, old presidents. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just in the most badass thing possible, like riding a bear <laughs> with an AK-47 or some shit. Uh, yeah, I will say at least this president is, like, radically transparent with his sexual assault charges. Um, it's refreshing. Yeah, nobody's gonna impeach him for lying about it. <laughs> Speaking of that. Yeah, my next president is mark cuban or president marcus robbins portrayed by mark cuban uh he is the president in the disaster movie sharknado 3 oh hell no he is about to present sharknado 1 and 2 destroyer finn shepherd a medal of honor but then another sharknado breaks out and he fights alongside finn to stop the sharknado from destroying the white house uh this is like the opening scene of the movie and he's in it for like 10 minutes and then uh, he's able to help hoard off this Sharknado from destroying and leveling Washington, uh, but then he remains to hold that ground while Finn goes and saves the rest of the world from the incoming shark hurricane. God, remember when life was simpler and Sharknado was the wackiest thing happening? <laughs> no, I, I really don't. Uh, <laughs> fuck Sharknado. Um, True. Any of the Sharknados besides the first one are complete dog shit. I mean, I've never seen any of them. I assumed they were all dog shit. Yeah, they, they all are. But like the first one was like less like up its own ass because it's like clearly something to be ironic about and they know that but then they got like popular because it became a meme yeah exactly and then they're like we can put every a-list celebrity ever in there with cameos and then it's like all these like morning tv anchors are like playing themselves and it's like i don't need to see good morning america in sharknado like fucking kill me please i think this one is interesting because mark cuban is likely running for president in the next 20 years uh oh so do you think that this is our first like future prediction on this list yeah right and i don't think that if mark cuban was to run for president i would campaign for him unless he has some actual like solid solid ideas but i think they would all get shot down anyway don't even really think he's electable because hopefully we're not having any more reality tv stars as presidents i'd prefer to not have billionaires as presidents either uh we're probably gonna have billionaire presidents I personally think that this is another case of lay off the weed, but then the more I think about it, it's truly unelectable. The dude does a good job of holding his ground and defends Washington pretty much single-handedly through the rest of the movie. Uh, he's like Jamie Foxx's character on crack, but the thing is, I wouldn't vote for this guy. Yeah, I feel like he's too much of a realistic, like even just the idea of a possibility for him to be in lay off the weed, because <laughs> lay off the weed is just like, okay, like no chance, but Mark Cuban is just unelectable. Yeah, he would also run his third party, which won't help his chances. Would he? Yeah. I don't know about that. He said so. If he was ever to run for anything, it would be third party. Yeah, but Br Brump also said that. He did. He said he would never be caught dead running, at the, running as a Republican. Oh, well. Anyway, next president. President Selena Mayer from Veep. Yeah, sure. Uh, she ran for president didn't get past the primaries and the primary winner asked her to run with them as uh as biden did with kamala yeah and they won uh she served three years as vice and then just like in house of cards the president resigned so she assumed office hooray Despite being hailed as the first female president and vice president, she is generally considered to be one of the most ineffective presidents in American history, and her presidency is usually ranked among the worst. Meyer's most noteworthy achievements are said to be the temporary independence of Tibet until it returned to Chinese sovereignty in the early 2020s, as well as the repeal of same-sex marriage. Oof. Based? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So uh, I feel like just by that synopsis alone she's unelectable yeah i think she's very clearly unelectable 
But that doesn't mean she's not going to run the country in a couple years. That's true. Very true. But hey, listen, everybody that's on this tier list, be it elect, the, only the two top tiers are electable. All of them are presidents. <laughs> it didn't stop any of them. Uh, is she more or less unelectable than Mark Cuban? I think she's less unelectable than Mark Cuban, if I'm being honest. Wait, so does more unelectable mean that she's more likely to be elected or less? That's how I'm seeing it. So, like, Mark Cuban is no way in hell. She is, like, no way in hell, but she might actually take it. Then she should be above Mark Cuban, then, if that's how we're doing it. But... This tier is called unelectable, so he's the most unelectable. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, I see, that's fine. Josh, are you up next? I think you are, Jory. Oh, yeah, you are. Let me get to my presidents without names. President from Escape from New York <laughs> gets kidnapped and doesn't care about the people who died for him. Too based for this world. I feel like he's also unelectable, unfortunately. I don't think that a president could ever be that transparent about not caring about the people under him. But this is also a future where the entirety of Manhattan has turned into a prison colony of the 400,000 most deadly criminals. Oh, so you're saying that New York doesn't now have a Democratic vote. All right. So in that case... <laughs> <laughs> in that case, <laughs> would actively campaign for. I agree with you, unelectable. But at the same time, this dude lives in a very dystopian future, and I can't necessarily blame him. Do you have any idea how terrifying that would be to be the president of the United States, and then you get dropped in the world's largest prison? Yep. <laughs> and then fucking Snake Plissken comes and rescues you. Dude in an eye patch is afraid of needles. Yeah, and then your fucking Twitter account gets deleted. I feel bad for this man. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Sandler really likes his friends. Imagine being <laughs> imagine being such a good friend to Sandler as you president of the United States even when your name is Kevin James. I'd say the most dangerous mission a movie president has done since Independence Day. Uh he has to fight Pac-Man and he also needs to pretend that Josh Gad is funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it. I think Will Cooper is electable. I agree. <laughs> I think he is he he will get the gamers vote. I've been looking for an everyman president. <laughs> he truly is an everyman president. He's an out of shape, balding white man who is also like a big gamer, used to have the Pac-Man high score. And then when his nation is under attack, he's first in line to defend it. I think that this is a president that we can all stand by. And he's a good enough uh, two-faced pathological liar to pretend that Josh Gad is funny. That cannot be understated. <laughs> 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 in fact he might be over jamie fox he might be over morgan freeman this might be the most electable man we have had so far <laughs> <laughs> i agree gamers rise up <laughs> gamers truly did today we will not go quietly into the night <laughs> <laughs> alden what's in store for your uh fourth president this president has been in multiple plane crashes best pilot in the galaxy harrison ford as james marshall in air force one uh he was an air force helicopter aviator who fought in the vietnam war and received the medal of honor after flying a whole bunch of rescue missions for some reason he is conveniently fluent in russian and has a very globalist view on the u.s's foreign policy uh -oh. but is also very adamant that the u.s does not negotiate with terrorists okay and he really doesn't want gary oldman on his plane Get off my plane. <laughs> Get off my cock. <laughs> Get off my cock, Mank. I, I love this movie. Air Force One's a great action movie. It's Die Hard on a plane, but the president is John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that rhyme there. I would read that Dr. Seuss book. Personally, I think his, uh, his, his political views are a little whack, but the fact that he's, again, one of those like ex-military uh, war heroes turned... Uh, commander-in-chief personally i i think he's at least electable but the fact that he goes and defends this this plane so well saves his family and also kills all the terrorists single-handedly 
I don't know how the Russians got on the plane in the first place, though. That's the one thing that confuses me about this. If you're a part of his security detail, how do you let six Russian terrorists onto a plane in, like, 1991? Do you think that it was, like, a test that he was putting himself through with, like, his security detail was like, all right, we want to keep him spry? <laughs> you might be right there. We can kill, we're allowed to kill the president if we can. <laughs> I'd like to believe that for once the president is more competent than the security detail. Yeah, that's kind of how it's portrayed in the movie, yes. I would like to say electable between Morgan Freeman and... <laughs> I think he's electable. That's fair. War Apache helicopter operator in Vietnam is pretty based. It is. <laughs> this dude went from having shell shock and exposure to Agent Orange to running the goddamn country. I don't think we've had a Vietnam vet run our nation yet. He is the fortunate son, and no, we have not. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. These people died for us, and then... Well, actually, they didn't die for us. They died for Vietnam, but... They died to stop the spread of communism. They died for uh, South Vietnam, and then they got back home and got shot all over by the entire country. Those poor bastards. Oh, well. Let's hope that we don't get drafted into some shitty war in the next three years. Some folks are born made to wave the flag. <laughs> Could you imagine Duel of the Takes is dropping in Syria next week? Oh, God. <laughs> We don't care about the Middle East. <laughs> they don't know who we are. <laughs> they don't know who we are. We're banned there. Duel of the takes banned in the countries that Wonder Woman hates. All right. My next one's a, a bit of a trip. So uh, bear with me here. Jack Statton, the satirical caricature of Bill Clinton from the 1998 film Primary Colors is played by none other than John Travolta. The Southern governor is hot on the campaign trail but after it is revealed that he has a previous arrest record but was bailed out by a senator, it becomes more clear that there are loose ends to cover up from his past. The campaign attack strategy then shifts to be more aggressive where Jack Stanton knocks out another dem in the race by saying he's been voting for anti-Israeli legislature and plans to cut Medicare and Social Security. So he knocks out someone else in the primaries just by pretty much saying he's an anti-Semite. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Stanton then goes after another competitor, Fred Picker, who is ahead of him in the polls. But his campaign discovers that Fred Picker not only has a cocaine addiction, but is having a, a homosexual affair with his drug dealer. So then their campaign manager, Libby, agrees that the campaign should not release this information and should fight the rest of the campaign truthfully and honestly. But then, pressured by his wife Hillary, I mean Susan, Bill, I mean Jack, leaks Fred Picker's drug use and gay tendencies to the press. Their campaign manager Libby then commits suicide. And then we hard cut to Jack's inauguration where he gets sworn in. Wow. Oof. I'm really excited for our commentary track on this. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this movie, guys. I feel like, just objectively, electable. Unfortunately. Yeah. I think this is a better portrayal of Frank Underwood than Frank Underwood. <laughs> John Travolta's character, Jack Stanton, is portrayed as like this really likable, charismatic guy who just doesn't know how to say no. So he's just constantly being like, like pulled the strings by everyone around him. But at the same time, is like trying his darndest, but also has a really sketchy past, is having affairs with multiple women, and really likes fast food. <laughs> is this like a an alternate cut of the movie Yes Man? Pretty much is an alternate cut of the movie Yes Man, but his wife is a psycho. I mean, a great person. And check out our podcast, Hillary Takes America. I mean, uh, Susan Takes America. Want to make it clear that nobody on Duel of the Takes has suicidal tendencies? Uh. If if I died at two gunshot wounds to the back of my head, it is not a suicide, I swear. This is a tough one, because I kind of want to say, I kind of just want to break even and say meh, but then, hmm. I mean, I think Jory's right. This man is electable. He ends up winning. That's true. He does get a term. He's impeached, but, you know, he still is president. Him and the man he is based on were both elected. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and it's John Travolta doing a Bill Clinton impersonation for two hours. I mean, this is at least better than Jamie Foxx. I think it has to be at the top of electable because he really was elected. <laughs> But it's a fictional portrayal of a president. That's why the lawsuit didn't work. Yeah, the lawsuit wouldn't have would have worked on me. All right, that's fine. That's a good placement. I think Jory's up next. Thomas J. Whitmore, 
the 42nd president of the United States, former fighter pilot and man of the people, Thomas J. Whitmore, was the president whose house got blown up by aliens in one of the most beloved action blockbusters of all time, Independence Day. Despite the lack of faith in the strength of his character from the American people, when faced with an intergalactic threat that threatens the Earth, President Whitmore shows not only America, but the entire world what kind of leader he is, while his cabinet, vice president, and vice president evacuate to NORAD when aliens arrive on Earth, President Whitmore stays in D.C. to address and calm the nation. When aliens kill millions just too soon for his order to evacuate, President Whitmore doesn't give up. He organizes. Failed plan after failed plan to find a way to destroy the aliens and their ships doesn't stop Whitmore, even at the cost of his own safety. When a final plan to disable the aliens' shields and upload a virus to disable their systems so that the world could unite against the alien menace is made, President Whitmore personally leads the attack and gives possibly the greatest speech delivered by a cinematic president in history, rousing the entire world into battle against total annihilation. I would absolutely campaign for this man. Yeah, there's not too many people on this planet that I'd campaign for, but this president, I would. There's no way uh, this guy didn't win a second term. He did. Whoever tried to run against him, damn. (laughs) In Independence Day insurgency, he comes back and he's like all bearded and I'm not doing a third term. (laughs) Did that actually happen in the movie? I think so. I like how he's uh, actively campaigned for just below Dave, though. I kind of stand by this because... I think his shallow like policy beforehand kind of led the public opinion to think that he wasn't that great and also allowed aliens to attack our planet. But he's the ultimate redemption and second term president ever. Yeah. yeah. Like they had like they had him in the first half, not gonna lie. <laughs> I think like this movie, like Independence Day, is about his redemption arc from being an okay to bad president to being one of the greatest presidents of all time on like a secondary level. All right. Uh, I believe we're back to you, Josh. Tell us about uh Richard Martinez. Yes. President Richard Martinez from Cory in the House is the man I trust the most on this list. President Martinez is truly the man of the people when he gives Cory's dad a chance to be his personal chef and lets Cory live in the White House with him. Not only is Cory in the House a national treasure on its own, it's one of the most diverse Disney Channel shows, and of course, it's everyone's favorite anime. It is my favorite anime, I will say that. I would actively campaign for this man because we need a Latino president. (laughs) Not only is he a Latino president, his daughter is played by Madison Pettis, so that means the the first lady has to have uh, some form of uh, African-American heritage. Have we ever had an interracial uh, first family? I don't believe we have. No, no, we have not. Unless you count uh, Eastern European. Unless you count the quarter white that Obama's kids are. Oh, yeah, technically. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think Richard Martinez is at least electable, maybe even would campaign for. I would I would actively campaign for that man. I would probably campaign. I will say the way that he's able to just let a 13-year-old child run amok in his White House is a little alarming. Wait, wait, there is there is an episode though where Corey accidentally gives Alaska back to the Russians. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Listen, 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 listen. We didn't say anything about what happens when he's in office. I just want to campaign to get him there. (laughs) (laughs) There's also an episode where Corey accidentally makes the president look gay by uh, he's trying to throw like a surprise for him. So he has him hide in a bedroom. And then there's also another congressman already in that bedroom. So then they're both waiting on the bed. And then the press breaks in and takes pictures. And Richard Martinez gets outed as a homosexual. (laughs) That's also that is also based, though. I rem- I remember that episode because he wanted the the Lincoln's bedroom is the most comfortable bedroom in the White House and he really oh yeah gets he really needed to get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad he's up there. He really deserves it though. He does. Uh, Alden, what have you got in store for us next? Uh, David Palmer from 24. I have honestly I don't think I've ever heard of. 24 what what it's die hard the show are you kidding me yeah 24 is like pretty huge the first three seasons are kino it's been like remade and brought back like five times <laughs> yeah i did see that when researching this the all-state guy spent his youth in philly served as a democratic senator from maryland and then got elected as the first black president 
He was the longest-serving president to appear in 24 and the only one to serve for an entire four-year term. Uh, I think one resigned and one was assassinated. The IP address of his computer was 292.162.12.2. Damn, you're really just going to dox my mans like that? All I can say is, with this man as president, we're all in good hands. <laughs> <laughs> the campaign is right there. <laughs> He's also from Philly, Josh. I mean, a PA native, how bad could he be? What actively campaign for? I, I think that voice alone, it's somebody I would vote for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would actively campaign. Yeah, in terms of policy, I remember on the show, he's very, like, strongly, like, he's a surprisingly, like, nationalist president, despite being a Democrat, which is kind of bold. But he's super against, like, uh, active war and cartel, like, against the like essentially military involvement in the in south america and personally i think that's based i would probably campaign for him too yeah i agree maybe more so than richard martinez sorry i agree unfortunately hmm. i'm on board they try to assassinate this man like three times and he and Jack Bauer defended himself. Like, he defends himself pretty well a couple different times. Honestly, if somebody tries to assassinate you while you're president, you must be doing something, right? Exactly. Maybe not everything, but something. Andrew Shepard, played by gay actor Michael Douglas in the film An American President, is bracing for an upcoming re-election, but is bogged down by the stress of being a lonely widower. He tries to pass a bill that will reduce the crime rate nationwide, but conservatives don't want it, and the, progressive do the progressives don't think it's strong enough, and it would somehow secure re-election for him. His like, whole like team of advisors are like, you have to get this bill passed. However, an environmentalist named Sidney Wade, played by Annette Bening, proposes a stronger bill that will diminish the United States' carbon footprint. Uh, Shepard then falls in love for this woman and her ideas and falls in love with said lobbyist. The, the new bill he tries passing ends up failing by three votes, and Sidney Wade gets upset that she had failed the president. President Shepard then gives up on the crime bill as well, pretty much forfeiting re-election, only to win more votes on the environmental bill, and then promises to have a stronger stance on gun control in his second term. And then he also wins over the Annette Benning in the end, and, you know, happily ever after. And this movie's a comedy too, which is interesting, because the summary did not indicate that. Can you do your uh, impression of gay actor Michael Douglas in his campaign? I promise that I will have a stronger stance on gun control. Listen, we don't need guns. Guns are bad. They uh, they promote uh, less gay activity. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I should be able to have sex with Matt Damon. I think it's a, I think it's a right. <laughs> it's <not> right. <laughs> I think that it should be behind a candelabra. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I don't like this dude's policy, and he seems really wishy-washy. Um, Are we thinking meh for this man? I think yeah. meh yeah, fine. I'm surprised that we don't have more wood destroy our country or world. I don't think it's him, but like, I'm just shocked. I we're getting there. We're getting there. I think we got some really sus presidents coming up there. <laughs> uh, Jory, to you. All right, well, since I brought it up, James Dale from Mars Attacks. <laughs> James Dale is basically Thomas J. Whitmore, but in a movie where the aliens are chads. He has a speech nearly as good as Whitmore's, makes the aliens cry, but then dies like a bitch. I remember his first lady being more of a badass than him, and I think she's played by Glenn Close, so that alone is pretty lay off the weed. Honestly, if it wasn't for some old lady listening to some shitty yodeling, he would have destroyed our entire country slash world. He thought that the aliens were peaceful, and they totally weren't. Can't we all just get along? Yeah, yeah, no. This guy's a bitch. He would destroy our country. Put him down there. I agree. In fact, he might be the most likely to destroy our country slash world. At least this guy tried, sort of. No, I think that the dude from 2012 was even more malicious with his attempt to stop it. Because, like, he knew about it and didn't do anything. Like, James Dale made a mistake, but, like, the other guy, like, actively, like, like helped the world end by just, like, allowing rich people to do their own thing and also not really believe in the thing that he called, like, a G8 meeting about. All right, Josh, I think your final present during the Obama administration. All I'm saying is Marvel was really confident about Mitt Romney winning, it looks like, but also kind of the biggest simp on this whole list because he is not only a pres the president in Iron Man 3, but technically the president of the entire MCU. So when a major political conflict is happening in Captain America's Civil War, where is this man? 
Was he on Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Did he win his second term? If yes, did Thanos snap the president? Why is this man never brought up back back up again, Marvel? Why can't you recognize the Kino that is Iron Man 3 like I do, Marvel? Hail Hydra. He was probably Team Iron Man because the whole thing was like the Avengers would have been controlled by the United... Well, like the government. He was definitely Team Iron Man. I'm pretty sure it was mentioned that he was. Yeah, when I have a problem with this president is a couple of things. Uh, one, he lets his uh, vice president pretty much commit treason underneath his nose. The The vice president in this movie also tries to kill Iron Man multiple times. The fact that this dude is so blind to let this man like pretty much run the world and country for him automatically puts this guy in meh. But I honestly can't think anyone would vote for him. Like this dude definitely did not win re-election in this universe either. No, that and also like we're talking about movie presidents and a lot of these are action movie presidents, but I feel like this dude, like the entire franchise that he is the president of never does anything and just allows superheroes to take care of any problem that arises in America or anywhere else. I really don't think that this guy was the president through the entire MCU. I think this dude was like a president for like two years and then got impeached. <laughs> but that means because they don't talk about him ever again. But that means because Iron Man 3 is right after Avengers. He would have also been the president during Avengers. Okay, so he was the president for Avengers, Iron Man 3, and probably Thor 2, and then was ejected. Well, Avengers takes place in 2012, right? So do we think that he was also the president through 2008, or do you think that Obama was the president before then? No, so there was an Obama-type figure that was the president from 2008 to 2012, and then Mitt Romney, I mean, Mark Ellis won. And then he was ejected after maybe two years after his vice president committed treason. They probably just stapled this to him and then, you know, had a reelection or the speaker of the house or whoever be became the president briefly there. And then they reelected the Obama type figure by the time it becomes Infinity War slash Endgame. And he didn't get snapped. It is really weird that we've never seen the president again in the MCU. <laughs> yeah, we see one president. It's this guy. Yeah. Do you guys remember Obama being in Transformers 2? And he was like the big action set piece that they were like marketing Iron Man 3 on too. Like that whole Air Force One sequence that showed at the Super Bowl. The best part of the movie? No. It was very good, but no. Guys, Iron Man 3 is not that good. Yes, it is. Iron Man 3 is that good? Nate, Iron Man 2 is not that good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's not, but I was proving a point. Anyways, next president. Uh, where are we putting this guy? Unelectable. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I thought that we were doing unelectable. He's probably the most unelectable TPH. He didn't even win his election in real life, but the he was really confident that he was going to. Could it could it be destroy our world because of the events of the first Avenger? Without the Avengers, I don't think anything would have happened, though. That's true. He didn't even, like, send military aid to New York. Like, it was just the Avengers themselves fighting. Is S.H.I.E.L.D. autonomous, or are they, like controlled by the government i'm pretty sure they're controlled by the government because that was the whole thing with the hydra insurrection was that government officials were hydra and were therefore infiltrating shield so they're a government agency do we want to do the politics thing and give the president all the credit for everything good and bad that happens during his administration even though he didn't have anything to do with anything that happened anytime that shield steps in it's considered good well Maybe. The only thing that S.H.I.E.L.D. did in this guy's presidency was the outcome of the first Avengers, so initially assembling that team. And then breaking them up in fucking Civil War. Exactly, if he made it that far, which I still highly doubt. I don't think he even made it that far. Yeah, fuck this guy. I think I have two left, so I'll go next. Oh, of course, President Hathaway, voiced by Stephen Colbert, is the President of the United States during the events of Monsters vs. Aliens. He initially tries to make peace with the alien visitors by playing a keyboard rendition of his favorite song, Axel F, from the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. This stunt, inspired by the finale of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, fails. Then, immediately, President Hathaway reaches for his sidearm and fires at the oncoming aliens. Noticing how little damage human arms do to this alien race with his own eyes, President Hathaway then calls upon an army of cryptids and monsters to fight the aliens for him and his army. That's pretty based. I'm going to say it. This dude initially tries to make peace, and as that doesn't work, he's the first person to fire shots at these aliens. I think that this is really the same level of action hero president as uh, Air Force One Harrison Ford. I agree. I agree. He's leading by example. 
And I, I appreciate the fact that he initially tries to make peace. That's something that's really big and maybe something that even President Harrison Ford wouldn't have done. Yeah, President Harrison Ford does kind of just like snap necks and not take names. And he does it the close encounters way, so he's uh, cultured. Yeah, no, he's he's literally like a Gen X president. Yeah, Gen X are especially because I love the uh, the moment where he pushes the big red button that almost launches all their nukes. Because he's trying to get a latte, and then he fires somebody when he realizes it was his dumb idea. (laughs) (laughs) How awesome is it? Like, in this universe, Area 51 doesn't have any aliens in it. It's jam-packed full of monsters. (laughs) And this dude's like, oh no, we're being attacked by aliens. Let's send Area 51 at them. Let's just give them what we have on Earth, not knowing if they're going to, like, sign with us or not. He is a high roller and a risk taker. And for that, I would probably even almost campaign for him. I feel like above uh, Harrison Ford is the right place for him. I don't know if I would campaign for him, but this guy is a mover and a shaker. All right. Who's up next? Alden, do you want to take it? President Dwayne uh, Elizondo, Mountain Dew, Herbert Camacho from Idiocracy. Played by Terry Crews with long straight hair. Not a good look for him. Before serving as president, Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho was a pro wrestler and a porn star. His State of the Union speech may have been vulgar, might possibly break in the song, perhaps could have live ammunition fired into the ceiling, and might even have a wrestling entrance with spotlights and smoke machines but he makes convincing promises to the people on someone else's behalf. I think he's a really good politician, despite the uh, state of the U.S. I uh, I think he's what the people want in this universe, and that's something that I think is incredibly bold, that he just knows and characterize the popular ideas of the time. Um, in the same world that Kane gets elected as a... Uh, representative of the people as the mayor of knoxville tennessee (laughs) i think that this president also can exist and is almost a little too real yeah i didn't want to be the one to say it but we're all thinking it yeah in today's world unfortunately this man's is electable but in any other time in human history i would say he's unelectable so i think he's on the rise he lands in a pretty good spot between um tom beck and harrison ford unelectable for me i think i agree because like sure he like is a really loud personality but he doesn't really do anything he ends up relying on uh, luke wilson's character throughout that entire film what i do appreciate about that though is that he doesn't try and keep the responsibility to himself he's fine allowing other people to help all right i think you guys are right jory will you tell us about the president from the best disaster movie you've talked about so far love actually of course i will (laughs) uh the president from love actually played amazingly by billy bob thornton uh hits on the new british prime minister's tea girl to the point where the prime minister throws a bitch fit and talks about harry potter at a press conference this man is a certified chad and i love that he undermines britain (laughs) i would absolutely vote for this man um i don't really know too much about his policy but if the only comeback that the prime minister of britain could be like it's just like uh well britain's pretty cool too we made like harry potter and like david beckham and stuff like i'm i'm all for this guy he references the special relationship as well in the same interview which i think is pretty based you also got another uh bill clinton there and i love it i want this man ineluctable at the very least I think he might just be the better version of John Travolta's portrayal of Jack Stanton, if I'm being honest. Yeah, yeah. I feel like he's also sleazy, but like in a more lovable way. I personally think that's right where he belongs, right there in like the bottom half of electable. I don't know if he's quite as strong as a leader as Morgan Freeman, but we don't really see him in that setting. Yeah, no. He does steal the show in this ensemble cast, though. Like, I'm pretty sure he has like maybe maybe like four or five minutes of screen time in this film but they cast an a-lister and he knocks it out of the park money well spent speaking of a-listers it's time to move to jeremiah edward bartlett aka jed exclamation point the catholic democrat ms diagnosed economist turned president played by martin sheen was a two-term president from 1999 to 2007 yeah i just think he's a little like milk toast i could see that the and met is looking a little light here best thing he does in my opinion is when he appoints john goodman as active president for like five days that is pretty based 
It's the best part of this show, in all honesty. When Sully comes in to take over. So he, like, barely knows the guy. He's the Speaker of the House, but was, like, newly elected and was very soft-spoken. And then he becomes the president and is, like, low-key a dictator for five days. Damn. It's like he was waiting for all this power the entire time. Like, John Goodman's pretty much playing Frank Underwood before <laughs> Frank Underwood was written. Top of the mat to you. Top of mat is good. Unfortunately, we had to end the video on a top of mat here. <laughs> What a list. I think there's a, a surprising amount of electable and presidents that we'd campaign for. I really thought there'd only be like two, maybe three in that would actively campaign for it here. There were some surprises. President President Martinez, 20, 2024. Definitely write in the comments below which of these men you'd rather have be the president of the United States than whoever is the president as of recording. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to get too political down there. <laughs> Remember, guys, at the end of the day, none of it really matters. It'll all be funny in hindsight, and it'll be funny to future generations to come. They're going to make movies based off whoever is the president right now. They're probably not going to be very good. Yeah, I'm excited for Pixels 2. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's going to be a Pixels 2, Josh. Pixels 2, except it operates off of who the real president is. I feel sorry for all future AP US history students. You think that they're going to talk about this stuff in AP US history? I'm pretty sure they're going to gloss over it all like they have everything else that's been important. <laughs> in the near future, they'll go into it. In the probably 20 years from now, I'm sure it'll get glossed over. I feel like in the near future, they're not going to need to talk about what's going on right now. It's not like they talk about like 90s politics in our AP US history or even early 2000s politics. Yeah, that stuff gets really glossed over. It's too soon. Man, well, we went into it. Yeah, our history classes went into it. AP history did not. AP history is different, but our other history classes went into it. Our honors in college prep. The last thing we talked about was the 2000 election, and they barely brought up the fact that the Republican Party had pretty much stacked the uh, court in favor of a uh, George W. Bush win in Florida. They didn't even talk about that. They just said there was like a mass amount of... Uh, votes and it was down to like tooth and nail in the state of florida and that's where they called it yeah our uh in combination of our government class and our history class we went over between mid 90s to i guess obama that's true you were a lot closer to washington dc than i was in ohio they don't teach us anything relevant josh and i's experiences are more similar but i know our like recent history got covered for the most part like in elementary school and like middle school i feel like the most in-depth most recent event i like really went over in high school was watergate <laughs> damn really what <laughs> oof I remember writing an essay on it, and that was pretty much the end of the year, I think. It was my last essay. Did your guys' history classes also gloss over the Korean War? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, except I took a military history course that purposefully did not gloss over the Korean War. Pretty sure I have multiple family members who fought in it, and I know nothing about it. I was in AP US history, and then I was like, this class is like kind of boring so i'm gonna drop it and then i went to like common ed u.s history second semester and oh my goodness i knew more about history than our, our football coach who was the, the teacher of that class and so i like he starts jumping it we just finished world war ii we talked a little bit about like the uh the baby boom stuff like that and then he starts talking about Vietnam and civil rights. And I'm like, are we going to skip Kore the Korean War? He's like, oh, yeah, we don't we don't have any any lesson plan on the Korean War. And then, so I just I just stood up and started talking about the Korean War in this class. And I was like, yeah, it was really the first loss of the uh, United States and proved that the military industrial complex is horribly flawed and that we should have held back in the Cold War. And then everyone's like, what's the Cold War? <laughs> He says the what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bro. In conclusion, fuck General MacArthur. It's his fault that North Korea exists. I can't believe we lost two wars in a row. And they don't even say we lost Vietnam. They're like, oh, it was a toss-up. It was a tie. Could have gone either way. <laughs> it was a political loss. We pulled out of Vietnam. Yeah, the last person to tell me that they won is that they succeeded in the stop of communism, which was the whole point for the war in the first place. But they didn't. Clearly. See Twitter for details. They stopped 
would have continued to be a successful campaign because hippies didn't like it. And then The Post came out, directed by Steven Spielberg. Oh my god. So I, at some point, I do want to do a follow-up to this tier list of uh, like president biopics. How high is Vice going? <laughs> Near the top. The only thing that's stopping it from being the top is the fact that it's not actually about a president. It's about a vice president. What's that one with Brian Cranston? He's LBJ, I think. Uh, it's all the way. Yeah, that one's not going very high. That was a bad script. <laughs> it was awkward. I like Link. I like Lincoln. I think Anthony Mackie as uh, Martin Luther King is a little sus. <laughs> Wait, that happened? Yes, he plays uh, Martin Luther King in the film All the Way that also stars Brian Cranston as LBJ. Whoa, that's interesting casting. Yeah, it is. This man got to play Tupac and <laughs> Martin based i don't know i feel like that just speaks to the fact that there aren't that many like black actors in hollywood that can get work david oyelowo plays martin luther king really well in selma that's like the best part about that movie is how well he portrays that like character mm -hmm. and i think denzel washington early in his career does a good job with malcolm x oh yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. i think that might be spike lee's best movie low-key yeah probably I still stand do the right thing. I really like do the right thing too, but I just think like that's a very like small picture and almost kind of like a like an like an urban fantasy almost. Like it's very stylized. I think it works in its favor though. Like I feel like Malcolm X is really good, but it's a little like just the pacing of it, just given the way that Malcolm X's life was, like makes it a little like weird to watch for me at least. But I don't know. I still return to do the right thing so often, like all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for checking out today's episode of Duel of the Takes. Uh, yeah, comment below who your favorite fictional movie president is. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Duel of the Takes. Next week, Matt King from Hoot and a Half will be joining us for a Disney Channel original movies bracket. If you want to be a part of the discussion, check out our Instagram and Discord server. Special thanks to Anchor.fm for sponsoring today's episode. And remember, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening and good night.